The following is the English translations of Pastor Meng Wu's teaching on the book of Genesis, chapter 45 and 46, translated by David. Read the Bible every day so you'll be full of faith. We are going to review Genesis chapter 45 and 46. In chapter 45, Joseph finally got united with his family. Let's review these chapters and see how many times Joseph hid his true identity before he revealed it to his brothers and rejoiced together. In chapter 45, what are some things for us that we must forget and some things that Joseph reminded us that you shall not forget? Feels kind of contradicting, isn't it? Some, some things that you shall forget and some things you shall remember. In the process of mending relationship, as we grow in Christ, what things shall we learn to forget? And what are some of the things that we must remember in our heart? Let's look at verse 1. It says that, Then Joseph could not control himself before all those who stood by him. He cried, Make everyone go out from me, so no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. As you can see, Joseph's home and the Pharaoh's homes are very close. He cried so loudly that even people in the Pharaoh's household heard him. This was the third time that he met up with his brothers. This time he was about to reveal his true identity to them. Come near to me, please. I am your brother, Joseph, who you sold into Egypt. Starting from verse 5 to 8, in the process of making his identity known to his brothers, he did not focus of the hardship and sufferings that he went through, or how you guys hurt me. This whole process, he was consistent of saying one thing. In verse 7, And God sent me before you. And in verse 8, So it was not you who sent me here, but God. So he kept mentioning God. It is God. It was all God's leadership. From the time that he was sold, became a slave, into the time that he was wrong, wrongfully accused and went to jail. And got forgotten until the time that he became the Lord and the Prime Minister of Egypt. In seven years of preservations of harvest. And now they're two years into famine. More and more of Joseph started to understand it was all God's plan and leadership. God sent him here, not because God permitted him to take the wrong path in his life. It is also not about how badly that he was treated by his own family. God sent him here. This is how you know God's work. We say to God, please help me remember that every encounter and path in my life I can see your commission. That my life is not just spiraling down. And it's not about my life will get better because I fought on my own. It is not like I decided to go to a certain city or whatever good fortune there it is. As if God, you just simply bless me. Joseph understands in all the steps with missions God had released is for the glorious destiny. He was sent here before his brothers, it was not about promoting himself. So destiny is brought into your family claims through individuals. If your family members are not yet believers, your spouse and your children 
are not yet believers. You can hold on to this promise and pray. God, you send me here. My family members shall receive salvation. My spouse, my children, and my parents shall be saved because of me. Because it is my destiny. You send me here before they come to pre- can preserve, so they can preserve their lives and fulfill your amazing work. Only you, when you truly know God, you can see this. Dear family, please do not make complaints anymore. Do not whine about why things are so bad around me. Don't complain because I failed a test. That's why I ended up in this undesirable school. And don't complain that because the mistake that I ended up working for this company. And it's also not because I made a good made it to the good school and now I am soaring. It was all in God's hand. Set aside our failures, success, weaknesses, or suffering and see God's hand commissioned. If you pray like this, I believe God, you lead me into your glorious promise in my life. Let's look at verse 19. Hurry, go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son, Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not tarry. Now, after 22 years, Joseph really wants to say to his father, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Dear family, we often only report the good to our family members and never report the bad. So, how could get your family and loved ones to be blessed? The first thing you need to tell them is that God made me in this current cir- circumstances. That God have made me to have marriage. God have made me to have this job. God made me to have family. God made me to be in this school. And he also made me to experience these things. You will enable the people around you to see that you fear God and obeys God when experiencing these things. Verse 13. You must tell my father of all my honor in Egypt. And of all that you have seen, hurry and bring my father down here. My father will not let someone who is obedient helplessly continue to obey. That's not what God wanted you to do. Jacob's obedience led to Legion's death and Joseph's departure and Simeon's imprisonment and even Benjamin's were about to be taken. Because of our obedience, in the right timing, God will qualify us. In these verses that you must see God's handiwork. So hurry and tell my father about these things. Hurry and get them to come to me. The promise that was given to Abraham in Jacob, none was delayed or missed. The point must continue we mu- the point is that we must continue to obey and obey. Jacob's obedience enabled God's promise to Abraham to carry on to him. And Joseph's obedience also enabled the promise to carry on to him as well. So dear family, do not undermine teaching our children about obedience. Obe- obeying parents and obeying authority is not a bad thing. In fact, it will help them to carry on God's promise into their lives. 
from verses 14 and all the way to the end, well, have no concern of your goods, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. In verse 25 to 28, when, brother, when the brothers told Jacob, Joseph is still alive, and he is the ruler over all the land of Egypt, and his heart became, but the scripture says that Jacob, that his heart became numb, for he did not believe them. Can you imagine how Jacob lived his days, that his heart became so numb, that he's just dull and, and freezed up? In verse 27, but when they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them, and then he saw the wagons that a Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. In verse 28, in Israel said, it is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Now, it is enough means that it is enough for him to believe that it is true. And when Jacob's spirit awakens, in the Bible, he changes the mention of his name and call him Israel. It says, Israel said, Dear family, oftentimes that we live in our old self. That we need many confirmations from God before our spirit can be awakened. And only when your spirit is awakened that the new you in Christ could function. So don't think that, oh, I have been baptized in attended church. Then I am a Christian. You need to ask yourself, are you living as your old self or are you in an, a new man? Is your heart numbed? Or is, is your spirit awakened? If your heart is numb, and that means that you're still the same old Jacob. When the spirit is awakened, then Jacob becomes the victorious Israel. Dear family, you must come alive and really come alive. If every morning prayers or devotion time that you're not awakened, that means that you're still living as your old self. What can make your heart and soul come alive? Through reading the Bibles and, and prayers and cry out to the Holy Spirit to be filled by the Spirit. And your cup will overflow. The Holy Spirit will take control and renew me. I want my inner man in the Spirit to be awake. Always. I am alert in the Spirit. I am a new creature in Christ. And I can see God's handiwork in all things. And not wait until so much evidence have shown before you and still not know God's leadership. Today, many Christians are facing the path of the cross. Many decisions to be made, you know, to pick this job or stay at my current positions. And shall I choose this person or reject this person? Or who I should work with? I can tell. Some even said things like, we can pray to God for three or five confirmations from God. Dear family, if you learn God's word every day, you will be trained sharp and obedient. You don't need this and that confirmation. Even your environment show you otherwise. You will still be bold and move forward. It is helping you to face the cross and respond to God's calling and destiny. Some Sometimes it is the opposite that happens. 
But if God calls you to move forward, then you must press in. Through chapter 46, you can see, So Israel set out with all that was. So Israel set out with all that was he, his, and when he reached Beersheba, that he offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. Now, a little more south side of Beersheba, and you cross a small river, you'll be in Egypt. So this place is the most southwest spot of the land of Canaan. Joseph gets scared here. In Hebrew, he says that he offers sacrifices, as in plurals. He made multiple offerings. Jacob really wants to see his son, so his, uh, so his spirit is awakened. If his heart was not awakened, he would have been driven across that day and straight into Jacob. But because he's awakened to be Israel, he knows God's in control every step of the way. So he can just leave the land of Canaan. So that he stopped here at Beersheba and he needed to confirm only God will lead him to go there to eat, to go see Jacob, to go see his son Joseph in Egypt. God, if you do not need I will stop here and make offer sacrifices and listen to your word. So he is truly Israel here, dear family. If we have not seen our own child for over 22 or 23 years, we probably would, driven, would have driven all night to get to them, to get to see your child. Are your spirit awakened? Or is it your soul or your natural self is leading you? Someone's spirit has been awakened will pray and seek the Lord and want to understand God's leadership in your daily lives. All the things, big or small, things that make you happy, things that make you sad, or even things that make it easy for you or things that troubled you, things that will prosper you, or you know that you will face losses if you do so. So everything must rely on making offerings to seek God. You see that all these, all these years the Bible recorded about Joseph, and now it's all about Jacob all of a sudden. And his name changed to Israel. And God spoke to Israel in a vision at night and said, Jacob, Jacob, here I am. He replied, it was probably not the same day that they arrived here. Finally, God spoke after all these offerings were made. God said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go to Egypt. I will make you into a great nation here. At the end of chapter 25, and said that I will go see him, my, I will go see my son before I died. So what's so scary about going to see your son? Shouldn't it be a exciting things? Joyful and be proud that his son is now a lord in Egypt. He wants God's presence without. He does not want go without God's presence. He would not dare to go. Even when he desired to see his sons, his family, Joseph was abruptly taken away from him. And now he's still alive. So he said, he I must shall inquire God 
if I am allowed to see my child now? If we leave here, will our family ever return to Canaan? If we leave, will we lose God's promise? I can visit my son, but can I live in Egypt? It's two separate matters. The offering Israel made show his maturity in sight. Now Abraham went to Egypt and got pruned and learned his lessons and returned. And Isaac wanted to go to Egypt, and God told him not to. And presently, Jacob is scared to go, and God told him to go. God leads each person differently. He may have heard of others' testimonies. He may admire that. But do not think that that person's testimonies is the only way for you to encounter God. We need to know to inquire God directly and make offerings and seek God. God, to me, what are you leading me especially? You must ask God, what is your will? God will lead you clearly. In verse 4, I will go down to Egypt with you, and I will surely bring you back again. And Joseph's own hands will close your eyes. So God is telling Jacob that you will die in Egypt, but I will bring your remains back here. How long after? 400 years. Previously, Jacob thought you know, back in chapter 44, so we'll bring my gray head down to the grave in misery. And someone who seek God, obey God, and you inquire him about every step and depend on God will bring an honorable and glorious ending. That's what it's going to bring out. Jacob no longer speaks so negatively and pessimistic. He inquires God every step along the way, and God will prepare him, prepare for him. Whenever you insist to leave, God will let you go. When you let it go, then God will take care and take over your burdens. So give your future, your marriage, your children's destiny and needs to God. Once God takes over, the best thing will happen. Therefore, from verses 5 to 27, the members of Jacob's family which went to Egypt were 70 in all. Now Jacob sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to get directions to Goshen. When they arrived in the region of Goshen, Judah became the representative of the entire family. And he received firstborn status because he appeased to his father's heart and earned the trust of his father. Judah represented an entire family to communicate with Joseph. Joseph had his chariot made ready and went to Goshen to meet his father Israel. As soon as Joseph appeared before him, he threw his arms around his father and wept for a long time. Now, Joseph is affectionate. Dear family, many people, after they got hurt, they will freeze up their heart. And some people, after they have been taken advantage of, they will put up these defense systems to guard their heart so they will not get hurt again. I mean, the Bible tells us that a person whose heart is tender or soft, even after they got hurt, after sufferings, gotten cheated, the heart is even more soft than before. That's what the Lord Jesus wants us to have, this kind of a heart. Faithful, alert, believe in love, but not foolish in the naive kind of trust. 
Our heart shall not hearten in numb. Heart need to be awakened and soft. Israel said to Joseph, Now I am ready to die, since I have seen for myself that you are still alive. They are going to get ready to see the Pharaoh. But Joseph is wise. He knows that what Egyptians despise and what lands are the best. And he's preparing his brothers to meet the Pharaoh. This has to relate it to the time that he's spending jail. Many that went to jail because they offended the Pharaoh. Joseph knows how to speak to the Pharaoh. He also knows how to request to meet the Pharaoh. So all the failures that you experienced in the past is not necessarily a bad thing because it can make you wise. So give thanks to God and take this wisdom into your daily lives. You'll be a blessing to those around you. As Paul said, so death is our work in us, but life in you. But live. Once you have experienced the pain of dying and breaking from the, the cross, it will bring out a resurrected life. It will bring out a glorious end provision and covering. Amen. Let us pray more and give yourself to God completely. Lord, you take the lead on every step of the way. And what you take over must have the best outcome. That through the past failures, help me to forget and, remember, and remind me what I need to remember. The goodness in people, destiny from God, and God's leadership. You know what God's promise. And know that the God's promise will be fulfilled. Amen.